Welcome to episode 376 of the Overlook Hour. I am your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, the man sitting across the table from me. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to you at 1.41 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We were set to record at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Part of that reason why is because the man sitting across the table from me, Russell John the Fisherman, who was late. Yeah, I was five minutes late. You were 20 minutes late? Five. 20? Randy? <laughs> I looked at the clock when I got in there. Five? I actually got in here as you as Randy was like, what's your name today? And I, what what is your name? I never looked. Russ, when you came in here, it was like 118. Nah. That's the weed talking, dude. 100%. It, no, it wasn't. Because I looked at the clock. It, I, it was I not knew, five minutes. I knew we were going to have this conversation. It was not five minutes. It was. It was not five minutes. Oh, it was. It was. Hundred percent fine. Randy, five minutes. What time was it? I'm pretty sure it was more than five minutes as well. Thank you so much. That was Randy. Michael Maybe twenty, but no, more than five. As you know, I am a storyteller and I am prone to hyperbole. <laughs> also joining us is Oksana Valerian of Osachi. Hi, Oksana. Hello. Hello. I was oh. I was actually on time this time. Well, well, well. How the tables. <laughs> Have toys. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> Y'all want to know what I was doing? How do you like those table apples? <laughs> I was taking my Clark Little shower before I record. Yeah, you Clark, need that. Clark traditionally takes three. And I was set up before. So I was ready to go. Either last week or two weekends ago, I don't know if I took one or two showers that day. Yeah. I think I remember it was two. I I could not recall <laughs> if I took a shower an hour I mean, earlier. it's fair. Uh, you wake up, take a shower. Have a smoke. Sometimes that order changes. <laughs> then you mix it, and it goes like that back and forth. It's like a ping pong match. And then sometimes we record. It does. I almost took a second shower before we recorded today. Oh, why is it hot? Uh, no, I just been feeling a little <laughs> under the weather this morning, and uh, I don't know. I felt like I needed to get warm, but instead, I just turned my heater on. <laughs> yeah, Randy, you do you do have a certain uh, glowing hue about you. Yeah, my face has been really red lately too. I've been trying to moisturize more, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's working. Weird. You're not sunburned. Yeah, your your forehead I is maybe a bit sunburned. I, I was outside for a good I don't know four hours yesterday, so that's probably uh, where the redness is coming from. Ooh, is Randy gardening? No, I went down to the East Atlanta Village, a neighborhood pretty close to me, and there was a uh, like a neighborhood party uh, essentially. So there was a bunch of different streets uh, that had like bands playing, and I got a street, I got jambalaya out of some person's crockpot they were selling uh, on the street, and uh, yeah, a lot of different bands and um, they poison it. artists and vendors. Yeah, poison. That's probably why I'm feeling under the weather today. Ding dong. But uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time outside. Well, that's very nice. Randy's out there, <laughs> you know, making friends in his neighborhood. You make new friends? Uh, no, I talked to one dude that was at a show uh, by himself as well. And uh, I got too hot. So I, I went to somewhere shady and I said, nice to meet you, sir. Uh, have a good day. And then I went to Sabbath Brewing, which is a cool brewery down here and saw um, this really cool band. Very, very up my alley, post-punky, called Small Reactions. And uh, yeah, I just kind of hung out there for a couple hours, and then I got some food, and then I went home around 7 p.m. I'm going to guess you did not wear a hat. 
You know, I usually do, but I don't think I did yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I can see, I can see the sun in your forehead, brother. Trying to show off this beautiful hair I got, you know? That's it. Look at that. (laughs) Boy, our boy looks like he's about to start a campaign. (laughs) I won't tell you for which side. Because we'll get in trouble some Green party. (laughs) Green. What is, is Ralph Nader still alive? Uh, that's a good question. Probably. <laughs> yeah, we need to look that up. He's All 88 right. years old. Well, he could still run for president. <laughs> you know? He's very clearly still fit for the job. So, I'm 100% on the Nader train, uh, even though I think the Green Party gave up on him about 20 years ago. Probably 10. And I was very shocked when they got the new person on the Green Party. I don't know why we've turned into the Green Party. Ooh, let's just be a Green Party show. Thoughts? Is that a weed joke? Ooh. <laughs> didn't think about that. It is now. Boom. Randy has spoken. So yesterday, two days ago, I know that time is uh, of no consequence um, when you are listening to podcasts, and we do try to make everything evergreen. Uh, but, you know, we also need to be having our finger on the pulse of what's happening in the country with major motion pictures and how they are marketing to adults, to children, to the masses. Now, I have been long standing in my criticism of Major League Baseball. I will say that I do think Major League Baseball is heading in a better direction. I don't really want to go into that, but it does have absolute pertinence to what I want to talk about now, which is um, the movie Smile uh, a few days ago did a big promotion uh, during the middle of a Major League Baseball game. Um, So, Oksana, can you pull that up, Smile, MLB? We've got here, um, this is an article from the New York Post. Uh, People may have seen this. It's uh, caught pretty big on social media, naturally. Unflitching fan stares at camera with creepy smile during Mets-A's game. Now, here's my thing. I know that Smile made a commercial during, uh, was it the Super Bowl? That early? I think it was the Super Bowl, but I missed the spot. Um, I'm assuming neither uh, one of you gentlemen uh, caught that. That's a negative. Uh, But I know that, yeah, so the hype for Smile goes all the way back then. Um, But last night during uh, the A's and the New York Mets, um, they did a stunt. So, uh, yeah, if we can link the article or something. So let's just uh, play it. And there's uh, the picture on the mound. Over to the left of the plate is a woman wearing a bright yellow shirt that just says smile. She is standing. Everyone else is sitting. And she is smiling ear to ear. And it is creepy and it is weird. And it's great. It's great marketing. And I'm just glad that, like, you know, they're hip to this. Or it was a guerrilla campaign. So the camera is just on her. Her teeth are showing. 
It's very good. And she's sitting clearly next to just a dude. Or, you know, a uh, crisis actor. I think this, you know, this definitely could be a crisis actor situation. I don't know. Russ, what do you think? <laughs> it's, it's weird. When you said that they had done a, like, stunt, I thought you meant somebody came on the field. Because you saw in Japan when they did the ring, the Sadako Kyoko thing. Well, that's Japan. And also they had the guy coming in on the hovercraft. Also, I thought it was funny that you called that shirt yellow. Because it's definitely that like neon green color. <laughs> As a reminder, one color line, two sunglasses. Yeah, Bad for mix. sure. Um, she's fantastic, though. I love her smile. No, it, it, that's yellow because she's at the goddamn athletics game. <laughs> that's not the yellow they wear. That is the yellow they wear. Okay. <laughs> Again, let me just remind everybody about me being late. This this man is clearly he's colorblind and he's arguing. That is a hundred percent the yellow that the, I know the yellow dude. <laughs> okay, what's an athletic while you're at it? Well, some sort of elephant. They yeah, no, do have I, an elephant. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Is that a no a twenty four? Are they putting out smile? No, no. Who is? I don't know. Who's the marketing genius that paid for this girl to wear a shirt and smile? Paramount. Was she there the whole time? The whole game? I don't know. I don't think so. Because if, if she was, then she deserves something. I don't... I, but see, if she was, then that's just, you know... Uh, no. Then the, the, what's the gag? It's too much. No. In, out, boom, done. Mm. Mysterious. It's great. I love it. I like, I like commitment. No, you... No. <laughs> that's why we don't do... We can't do three-hour shows all at once and more. Because you just fucking... No. You need more editing in your life. Okay. <laughs> so then somebody lost out on a seat so this girl could smile for a camera for five seconds? The a the Oakland A's are terrible. Okay. <laughs> so no one really gives a shit. I feel like any sports event would be fun if you were sitting right there. It doesn't even fucking matter. I'll go watch soccer if I'm on the screen. Okay. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm, I'm in on soccer. Soccer's cool. Uh, we got the World Cup coming up. Are you excited? No. World Cup will be here in four years. USA. <laughs> Russell just nodding his head. All right. Uh, before we get into the thing, uh, you brought this up. Did you? Did we want to swap announcements? <laughs> Is that what you want to do? Wait, what? Because you said, do you want? Are you going to talk about? The thing that recently happened to you, and I said that's fine. If y'all want to talk about the recent thing oh, that no, happened no. to you, okay. So before we were recording, I just didn't know if I should make jokes or not. You can make, but jokes. I, I, I decided not to anyway. But we do need to be careful, as I have signed a non-disclosure agreement. Well, okay, <laughs> then I'll leave it to you. I won't touch it. Currently unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to non-disclosure agreement. I, I believe, I can't, I don't know what I'm referencing here, but I know um, a lot of people consider three biggest disruptions to your life to be like, I don't know, I don't know the other two, but one of them was definitely losing your job. It doesn't seem to have phased you at all. In fact, I think when it happened, Oksana texted me and said you were incredibly happy. I told y'all it was coming. Yeah, I know. And when... 
it happened, I told you that that's what that was going to be. Still. And that's what it was. Yeah. As a reminder, I know all things. Okay. Where are you going to be working next? Not sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's very good. The Japanese baseball game. Yeah, I don't know. We can't do stuff like that, though. That's why Japan's Japan and we're America. You know? And that's why we kick their ass. Because they're doing silly shit like this. Well, we're out there blaming other people and killing other people. (laughs) And blaming other countries. Because that's what we do. USA. All right. yes, I'm unemployed. (laughs) I'm crushing it. I'm going to be cool. No, I, uh, no, it gives me an opportunity to, uh, I, I'm a free agent, baby. You know, we'll figure it out. Life is groovy. I'm all right. We'll figure it out. Now you guys go. Um, I'm also unemployed. I'm going to figure it out. I told everybody in this house it was going to happen. You but had, you had a, you had a story about yours though. Hmm. Oksana's crushing it right now. <laughs> oh, can I? Yeah, I think I can tell that. Yeah, just don't tell anyone's name. Yeah, that's fine. Here's what happened. I was let go. I texted some people that I worked with um, that I enjoyed and worked with closely in Phoenix. Um, told them they did not know. Uh, and then I asked for the phone number. I haven't told, have I told you this? No, no. Okay. They asked for the phone number of another person. I asked for the phone number of another person. Uh, I said, Hey, I just wanted to reach out to them. Do you have their number? Coworker? Yeah. Okay. And, he, uh, they said, no, but let me check on the site. And so they pulled it from our human resources website, right? Pulled the number, gave me the number. I texted the number that my buddy gave me uh-huh. who works at the company. Didn't get a response. All right, fine. Later, I get a text message from my former manager, who was my manager earlier in the morning. <laughs> and then, yeah, and, and you know, obviously I had her number and we were close. I, I like her, still like her, no problems there. Um, and so, you know, she texted right after. But um, she uh, said, did you intend this to send this to... Uh, Blank, we have several people with the same first name. It said, did you mean to send this to A or B? And I said, A, did it go to B? And then she said, no. I said, who did it go to? Then she proceeded to tell me the name of the CEO of our company. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, what? What's the text? It was a very nice, it was just like, oh, hey man, bro. yeah, uh, I was just like, oh, um, but I uh, wanted to reach out and said thanks, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, boo. But yeah, so that was. Hey, I think it, it's going to be good for you. What no, kind of fine. job are you going to look for next? I don't know. OnlyFans? Yeah, I could I could get in there. Are you going to go back to like driving a car f- to deliver food or anything? No, I'm going to sell my car. I know. Well, fuck. Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to try and find another remote job? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to you know, walk the earth. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> the first season of Kung Fu, which I've never seen and will never see, but I just repeat things that other people say. Cool. <laughs> now, in other news, 
Oksana's pregnant. Yay! <laughs> you two weren't going to get to it, so... What? I've, I've been dealing with it for a while now. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, the words of a future father. Oksana, yeah. how are you feeling? Also, anybody paying attention knows. We've had three different people I come on here and like... But we have to formally announce on the show. I think it's No, funny. we don't. Yes, we do. <laughs> I have to announce that when you have to post about being on a podcast. Y'all post about the baby, so we do We do it on the show. That's how the world works. Have you ever made a post about this show? Yes. Most of my timeline is dedicated to the show and <laughs> formerly of... Oh, also, I guess I got, we got another announcement. <laughs> and to the film festival. Oh, there you go. Which I'm no longer a part of. Yeah, he's just quitting all around. <laughs> Boy, this is the announcement show. I know. Secret announcement show. No, right. I, I leave it. I leave the unnamed footage festival in good terms. Um, everything's groovy. Um, just uh, want to go in a different direction. As you can see, I can go in a lot of different directions mm-hmm. right now, baby. Because nothing is holding me down. Nothing is tethering me. That's why I'm flying to new heights. You know who flew to new heights? Icarus. Yes, he touched the sun. He melted. But before he melted, the man flew. And <laughs> I'm flying. When are you going to quit the show? <laughs> is that next? Bitch, I am the one who has <laughs> held this show together for six years. Is that not true? I held it like what? Like a How firm glue? I have held this motherfucking show together. Really? <laughs> Do not play dumb with me right now, Dave. I feel like if the plane was the show, you're the turbulence. You're shaking it up every now and then. You are <laughs> so clueless. Clark is the sully of the show if we're going to do a plane analogy. Thank oh, you so much. He's the black box. You're so clueless, but I'm not even mad about it anymore, dude. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even mad about it anymore, dude. Because marijuana. I know. And lots of it. The lady has helped me. Okay. That's good to know. The green lady. The emerald mistress. How long before you give up on her? Oh, no. I'm committed to the California lifestyle, baby. California sobriety. She's an expensive uh, buddy, though. Dude, she is a fucking high class whore. Mm-hmm. Especially the shit you're buying. Good, all the all the pre rolled he gets, they come in iPhone cases. No, the thing they is, ma- what he does every other day deliveries. That's when he gets expensive. You got to do bulk, dog. Y'all don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> Number one, diversity is the spice of life. Number two, sales, sales, sales. Delivery. I fees. capitalize. Not when you order over $75 <laughs> every other day. <laughs> it's expensive, yeah. But you you make sacrifices. <laughs> you sell your car. <laughs> you sell your car to fund your My marijuana God. habit. You're the you're gonna be the fucking <laughs> sickest unemployed kid ever. You're gonna have a watch collection, dog. Why? I a live, daily weed have. I live the lifestyle of a very poor TikToker. Oh my god, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so baby's coming. Yeah, we got a kid coming. How we feeling? Not a joke. I'm excited, a little scared. Uh, if I'm being honest, I am shocked at how many people are just like, "Oh, you guys are gonna be good at it." I know. I'm yeah. like, God damn, nobody. Who the hell y'all talking to? Everybody. 
we're getting DM differing opinions over. on this side of the yeah, table. No. Yeah, we failed raising Clark, but I think we got another shot with this one. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad for at least a small moment in time. I'm here for backup. Okay. <laughs> I just want you to know Good, I that, you know, that. as a utility player on You're, this team, yeah. you know, I, and also, ooh, I had, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's not the best way to phrase what I'm about to say, uh-huh. but I know my way around a baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're good with kids. Yeah, but babies are a different league. Yeah. You, you let your niece roll off a couch. also guys we gotta baby proof this house yeah this is not a child-friendly home it's funny um i think terrell said that last time he came over and i'm like i've been worrying about that for like months i just haven't mapped out a game plan in my head of what also i don't your child is gonna have far different upbringing than me he's gonna see a lot of disturbing imagery at a very early age yeah Builds character. What's that going to do? <laughs> I don't like that that uh, gift your math teacher gave you with that beheading video. Yeah, but until they Put can some actually hair on your chest. I wish I could tell go back what they're watching. <laughs> what? I'm I don't sorry. think it matters until they can tell what they're watching. Yeah, I live uh, vicariously. I'm my mentor, Justin Coot, who uh, you know didn't work perfectly on this show. Is in- really good dad. I've been turned to him for a bunch of advice already. Are y'all reading books? I uh, Oksana has a very thick tome. My mom dumped this three-inch wide book on me by a, an old man named Dr. Spock that was published in the 40s. Hell yeah. It turns out his kid is a piece of shit, and he <laughs> ruined a ton of other kids with his stupid teachings, which I don't plan on. I don't, I'm not going to read that thing. All right, let me rephrase the question. Do you have a book that you may use? No. The practices it's they're in? 2022. It's podcasts now. Podcast. You get information. Uh, yeah. okay. I have, I have, That's a, yes. yeah, I have six other books that okay. I'm juggling. As long as you were seeking advice from professionals. <laughs> I mean, I should have been like, yes, I do have a book I'm reading. It's called I'm Happy My Mother Died by Jeanette McCurdy. <laughs> and that is a tome all about how not to raise a child. But th- there's no fear? Do you have oh, fear? No, I'm, yeah. Well, it's the same fear as like doing a podcast or getting on stage. Is it's it? like, but there's a life. Well, you don't know what you're doing, but yeah, but I think my instincts are better than half the people I know. So yes, but my parents have they destroyed me. Yeah, they destroy us all. I know. And then we just have to hack through the jungle with a dull machete. Well, then you gravitate towards me because you know I love you unconditionally. That's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you called me the Pied Piper of crackheads, so not of crackheads. I know I couldn't. What did you say? Of derelicts. Of um, I don't know, yeah, I know I couldn't. That's why I went with crackhead. It I, was it not also not a good choice. I word. don't know, maybe autistic slime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, the company I keep. You know, I got love for everybody. It's gonna be good, bro. I'm going to be the mean parent for sure. The only thing I'm worried about is our parents. Yeah, you, Oksana will be. The Oksana, mean you have to be the mean parent. Oh, I'm. I know. There's no. <laughs> no. He, yes, and he's going. But then you know he's going to have his little snaps. But he's going to make his. He's going to make his territory known. <laughs> so there's going to be a balance there. <laughs> yeah. So kid coming. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. 
with the show. I'm I'm kind of interested. Also, there's no way that that baby's not going to be 32 pounds when it's born. Should we that, take bets on how be, big the baby is? What is the world record of baby weight? Actually, on my YouTube algorithm, a video popped up of a 70-pound baby. It was on Jerry Woo! Springer. I don't, I don't know. The I kid, don't know how credible of a source. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I think that baby's going to be over 10 pounds. A quick Google search said 22 pounds, 8 ounces is the heaviest newborn. Yep. That's a big old baby. Yeah. Ooh, Francisca Del Santos, baby weight, 17 pounds. Are these new? These aren't Tatiana Kalina's baby weight? Anna, baby? These are all ladies. (laughs) These are all girl babies. Okay. 22 pounds, yeah. All right. Newborn. That is a huge baby. (laughs) That is a porker. Are we done with the announcement portion? Anything else? I don't. I I can't think of any other. Do you wake up in cold sweats in the night? No, I, I do. What okay. the hell is that about? <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's withdrawals. Dude. Why am I carrying that weight? <laughs> what a slut! It's kind of like a mailbag. The Balboa Theater is going to be showing a Nightmare on Elm Street four with Lisa Wilcox in attendance. Um, be on October fifth and sixth. The movie two days with her in attendance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Lisa Wilcox is the only final girl to get away from Freddy. So it's a pretty good opportunity to ask her about her legacy in horror. Also, the fourth one's pretty good. And I don't think I've seen that in the theater. Star Wars? Everybody always watches a three. I think the only time was when we oh, saw Sith. all of them marathoned at the, at the Alamo. However many years ago, remember, we stayed. Oh my and we got God, I forgot patch. about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Randy, look up song parodies and see if anyone's has ever done a song parody of uh, Return of the Mac, but Return of the Sith. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Like a Weird Al song. Return of the Sith. Dude, he, that's a hunt. That, uh, weird Al's slacking, dude. Are you not behind that? No. Why? <laughs> because it's an old movie. Return old song. Return of the Mac. I know. I'm, what I'm saying is uh, yeah. back in the time. What I'm saying is missed opportunity. Did Randy confirm he didn't make that? I, I can't find anything that says it was. <laughs> All right. There we go. So that's when I get my time machine, that's the first thing I'm doing <laughs> is writing that song. All right. Uh, Randy Michael. Um, frankly, one of the best things that ever happened uh, on this show was the uh, transferal of David Lynch uh, from Northern California to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so David Lynch is now Randy Michael Stats' uh, problem. Uh, Russell and I, we're over here. Feet are kicked up, fan blowing, sipping lemonade because we don't have to foot that bill anymore of DL coming up here. So, uh, Randy, uh, let your boy in. Good morning. It's September 25. 2022, and it's a Sunday, day two of weekend projects, and the fun work train is rolling. Pretty soon, I'm headed for one of the dining cars for a cookie and some popcorn. God, it's the same every Today, I'm going to be working with Tempera Paint acrylic paint, 
varnish, paper towels, <laughs> and wood glue. Everyone, God, have a great day. Well, now that he's not here, <laughs> he slams that fucking door when he leaves. Dude, he's got he's- a long flight back home. God, he sounds so old on the East Coast. Those, the, what is it, like a four and a half hour flight? Now, did he go with you and ate the street jambalaya? No, I left him back at the house. Uh, oh, so you can't even <laughs> take him out with you? No, he's not allowed. All he wanted was a cookie. Randy, <laughs> I want to go to the street fair. <laughs> Should have taken him in. Dude, at that street fair, do you think he would have been recognized? Uh, probably, yeah. There were some in certain in certain uh, venues, probably, yeah. The uh, Sabbath Brewing, where I spend a good amount of time, it's oh, uh, yeah. it's kind of like our equivalent of Ghost Town, sort of. What about the um, the bar you frequent that you're uh, a Bukowski at? I haven't been in a while because it's uh, you know, it's like a well, it's probably only like a 10, 12 minute drive from where I am now, but. It used to be a five-minute walk from my apartment, so. You lost your, well, you need to find a new neighborhood bar. Yeah, I pretty much have to drive anywhere I go from here. Mm. But it's only like five minutes. Can you drive 55? Not too bad. Uh, I can. I try not to, though. That a boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Russ, anything else up top, babe? Mm, no, I do want to plug... Uh, our episode we did last week with Sam Barlow, uh, incredible mind. Um, we didn't get to talk too much about the games he made. Again, in that episode, we mentioned how hard it is to talk about him because almost everything is a spoiler. But I've been playing Immortality all week, and the game is um, it's phenomenal. And I don't it, clearly it's not going to translate for everybody, but I think you know the it was made for are, you. Yeah, the people that listen to the show, you'll get a kick out of it. And I, you know, I appreciate the people who have DM me who have said they've already beat it, which I almost want to argue about what it means to beat that game. I know at some point when you're navigating through it, credits will start playing, and uh, it's kind of a, you know, you gotta allow people to stop playing. I believe Sam put it at some point, but really the game kind of never ends. So I don't know if, if you end up playing it, DM me because it's, it's not something we can really discuss on here, but, uh, it's incredible. And the three, the three faux movies, we didn't even get into it. Yeah. They're, they're good on their own and they all have their own IMDB pages, which Oksana pointed out. So I feel like he did venture into like ARG territory. But definitely How long like are it. the movies? I don't know because they, they're not presented in the full length. You you discover clips as you navigate. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so I again go check out that interview. Um, like if you were turned off by the fact that we were talking about video games, do you think Randy would enjoy this video game? I don't know. I can't imagine what Randy <laughs> playing a video game looks like. Randy, what games have? Do you play games, Randy? Uh, yeah, I'm a big Pac-Man guy. Uh, Galaga. <laughs> Frogger, you're lying. I mean, I'm serious. Okay. Do you play like anything? No, not really. I haven't in a while. But on on the occasion that I'm at an arcade, I will swing towards a uh, Pac-Man or a Galaga. 
You know, I, honestly, I would yeah. buy you this game if you would play it and just report back honestly. Because I am curious. I, I, you know, Randy makes a fine living, right? <laughs> I know, but it's just it's more of the added pressure. Like if somebody, like if somebody recommends a movie to you, there's more pressure than you know just scrolling through Netflix. Yeah. Um, I I would be really curious, Randy, because I think the movie standalone as mm-hmm. like art, but then just the the way that you explore them and the way that the game kind of forces you to think about them. Because what you're doing is you're looking to uncover a real life mystery about a girl, but the only thing you can work with is her performing. So there's like, I don't know. He, he talked about subtext in that episode. It's fantastic. Um, also, I want to I direct everybody back to our three appearances of Kai Wada Roth as I went out to the Alamo this past week to uh, be there for his debut <clears throat> Super Shangri-La in Invasion, where he did a weird Wednesday of the Treasure of the Four Crowns. Um, at the Alamo New Mission? Yeah, at the New Mission Theater. And we saw it before at the Balboa and talked about how incredible that film is. Like 007 on an adventure with like ghosts through castles. and sh- I mean, the first 20 minutes of that movie, they're silent. I watched it in real 3D. Man, it takes on a different life. If they start showing that near you in 3D, I highly recommend you go watch it. And if it's in a theater where you can drink, get a couple beers. It's fucking, it's a experience. The depth of that 3D is incredible. And it's not as painful as the Friday the 13th one. <laughs> right? Did you, you escape the screening without a headache, right? Yeah. And, but we did also sit uh, one row further back. Yeah, that helped, but. I feel like this was a um, a depth that wasn't like in between your eyes. It was yeah. further away. Like looking at the screen, um, it felt like you could walk into it. I don't know. A lot of beautiful shots in there. So if you're able to watch that, go check it out. And um, congratulations to Kai. I'm, I, I heard a rumor that Jake is now programming for all Alamos across the country. And um, if he's tapping into people like uh, Kai everywhere go support these theaters because man, I don't know. The host is such an important part of um, retro screenings. And if you can get a character up there, like Kai, you're, you're missing out if you're not going. Um, yeah. But I, I didn't want to cover that movie again. So oh, just yeah. mention it there. All right. Anything else? No. All right. Yeah, no, I hate to miss that. That movie's wild. 3d was good. Yeah, no, dude, it was, I felt dumb. So again, I was talking to Justin Same. about it. I was trying to get him out there and he was like, yeah, until Kai had mentioned that the movie was originally shot for 3d, which I don't think it's ever screened in. Uh, it would feel weird. Cause they're constantly like the dude's an Italian James Bond character. He constantly is flicking cigarette butts at the screen. Yeah. There's a lot of that shit going on. Pull cues. There's poltergeist moving swords. There's booby traps. Snakes jump out. It's a lot. But it didn't occur to me like, oh, yeah, this was shot for 3D and they're hyping up the gimmick. Sure. Also, um, if you didn't listen to our Barbarian spoiler episode, Coot's there. So if you're a fan of the old uh, the, the trio in the Disney dungeon, go back for that uh, retro spectacle. But um, you will have to watch Barbarian as eventually we get to it. Although I do think we recorded for nearly two hours and Randy cut like 45 minutes out. So 
I don't know how long it takes before we actually get into Barbarian. <laughs> yeah, it Ren, might be immediate. Ren, you cut like half hour out of that episode. <laughs> yeah, I cut like 30 and it still takes like another 15 for you guys to actually start talking about the movie. You, yeah, but there were, there were some uh, continuity problems. Because we circle back because we're good storytellers. We just bored Randy, so he axed it. <laughs> a lot of that was just uh, hanging out with the, you know, the former third chair. Y'all got bad instincts, dude. We're trying to keep the show shorter, dude. <laughs> I'm the short one here. All right. Randy Michael. Yes, sir. I don't have the access to the doc right now. I mean, I do have access because, uh, you know, I'm VIP. But. Tell me what you saw. Because I don't want to read. I saw the new film by Andrew Dominic, uh, Blonde, featuring Ana de Armas. Oh, snap. Randy, this is shrouded. Randy, are you, are you going to talk about the other movie? Are you talking about back-to-back movies shrouded in controversy? No, I'm only going to do the one. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. But, uh... Russell John, have you heard, uh, you know, in your circles, have you heard all the controversy about Andrew Dominic's Blonde? Yeah, I actually heard it's not completely accurate, but um, I heard this movie's supposed to be gnarly. I read about it. That's why when, yeah. when I first jumped on here and I saw Randy put Blonde as the movie he was going to cover, I got very excited. What's the runtime? We got a three-hour runtime, NC-17, right? Yeah. It's 2.47, so yeah, just about okay. three hours in the theater. Um, it is based on a novel. I don't think it's like a, uh, actual biography. Yep. Um, so I believe the novel takes a lot of liberties with Marilyn Monroe's life and kind of the more tragic elements, um, of her just kind of like as a person and kind of like as an actress and kind of, uh, you know, the things she went through in the industry and sort of like exploitation. And there was like sexual abuse, like early on in her career. Um, and yeah, this movie, uh, like I said, is directed by Andrew Dominic, who also did those last two Nick Cave uh, documentaries, which only I've watched because everyone else thinks they're probably going to be too depressing, which they are kind of depressing, but there's there's enough lightness in those. And the fact that they're like creating an album um, is very interesting as well. So this this movie... Yeah, yeah it's, it's not so much the, the filmmaking behind it. It's just honestly like Nick Cave's music, the past few albums have just yeah. been a bummer for me. And it's just like, I, I get it. I appreciate it. It's beautiful. Yeah. I like the more chaotic stuff. No, same. Um, Nick Cave and Warren Ellis do um, do the score for this album and it is very good as well. Um, I think, I feel like there's some cuts from the most recent documentary, uh, the Nick Cave documentary that, uh, there were some some beats that sounded familiar um, in the movie, but yeah, the movie is shot beautifully. Um, I don't know if he's using the same cinematographer that he shot those documentaries with, but it looks very much uh, similar, um, but it does jump from different aspect ratios. It jumps from black and white to color, different sort of like lighting. And um, now is, very, that, is that to indicate jump uh, time jumps or... Not really. I couldn't really come up with a rhyme or reason why that it would switch. Um, it's kind of just, I don't know. I wouldn't say like chaotic, but it kind of, uh, is it linear? Like the storytelling? Yes. Ish. Yeah. Essentially like there are like, um, you know, 
a year pops up like essentially and it starts with like you know her as a kid and goes it does go linearly but it does feel very dreamy uh, or almost like nightmare uh, at times mm-hmm. um so yeah as i said it basically it really focuses on sort of the more tragic elements of Marilyn Monroe's career but it does uh track you know the movies that she made and there are uh reenactments with Ana de Armas in scenes from um some of the movies like Niagara um Gentlemen Prefer Blondes or some of those movies and um yeah it's all it all looks absolutely beautiful um between the lighting and like the cinematography and set design and everything looks great but uh yeah it is it is a very interesting experience i don't 100% think i liked it as much as i wanted to but it's very much not a traditional biopic there is uh you know some some stuff in it that probably won't work for a lot of people or a lot of people will be put off by, but I don't know the fact that it was made and they just Netflix is distributing it. And it's, you know, a three hour super moody, just very like beautifully shot movie. Um, I don't know that, that part excites me because it doesn't really, I don't know. I don't, it seems like this is probably a very hard movie to sell, but um, yeah, it's good. All right. Well, I mean, Look, the idea on paper, it's not hard to sell. True, you know, uh, Marilyn Monroe, Anna de Armas. Yeah, let's go. Also, she looks incredible. Um, she does. I mean, yeah, she's, I mean, the she's makeup fantastic. On this, I mean, this is uh, did a fantastic job with all that, and also, look, Andrew Dominic. I mean, this guy, Russell. Let me tell you something. This guy's talented. He's a talented man. How talented? So talented. That he could share his talent with other people, and he still got a boo coodles of talent. <laughs> That's pretty talented. That's super talented, dude. Yeah, he has a, a great eye for vis- for visuals, and um, yeah, there are a lot of just like really interesting things that he does with cameras and lenses, and sort of like scenes there will be like blurred out faces that is kind of like almost like Lynchy sort of, Ooh, and like uh, Japanese yeah. pornography. Sure, haven't seen any. Ah, shit, shit. That's Chinese. But yeah, I don't know. It, it is really interesting, but uh, yeah, it, it did feel long. I, I really want to watch it again because now that I know what the movie is, I feel like if I watch it a second time, I can kind of like get a little more into it, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, there, watch a three-hour movie twice. I mean, I'm unemployed. Fuck it, dude. <laughs> it will be on Netflix the day after this airs, so it'll be there on Wednesday. For those oh. who haven't seen it in a theater. Snap a doodle doo. Now, Randy you, know who's, you know who's great in this and who might be the person that brings the most levity to the movie? Um, 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 big nose. It's your boy. Adrian Brody. No, Toby Huss. Toby Huss? Yeah, Toby Huss plays Marilyn Monroe's um, makeup artist. Oh, yeah. And um, there's a there's a very cool or very good scene with him and um, Marilyn slash Norma Jean where it's sort of later in the movie and it kind of, it's exploring like the, the two different personalities that she has and how she really like kind of has to like get into the Marilyn personality. And um, basically he's like doing her makeup and she's like telling him like, I don't know. It's very interesting how she's like, she's very much putting it on. She's like telling him that like he needs to like bring it out of her. Um, as she starts to like 
spiral a little more mentally in the movie. But yeah, Toby Huss is great. Bobby Cannavale is also in it. He's very good. Uh, yeah, Adrian Brody is in it, not for a super long time, but yeah, everyone in it's great. It looks it looks really good. It's just a very, there's some CGI, I will say, in this movie. I don't want to uh, ruin too much, but. Oh, man. Now, Randy, I mean, you know, this is a film, uh, like you said, uh, distributed by uh, Netflix. Um, theatrical run will be on Netflix Wednesday. Everyone can see it. You got a you got a Netflix subscription. You're there. But here's the deal. It is NC-17. So Randy Michael stat. That means no children under 17 <laughs> view this content. Randy, give us a little hint as to why. How how do do we get a little uh yeah, how gnarly? You know, I don't really think it's super gnarly and there are like on the Wikipedia page, there's some quotes um, from, I think, Ana de Armas and maybe from Andrew Dominic basically saying, like, we understand, but we think that there are things like, I think one of them actually name drops Euphoria. And it says, like, Euphoria is, like, way more explicit than what is actually in this movie, which I would agree with uh, 100%. Um, yeah. There is definitely some stuff that, you know, would be uh, triggering for people in it, but... I don't know. It's not, it's not super gnarly. All right. I'm in. I heard she blows JFK. There's definitely a scene where that happens. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I think that's what Clark was looking like for. a real blow job. <laughs> um, it's no, I mean, you don't see the, uh, you don't <laughs> see the, the it's member. PG. You're not listening. <laughs> no seven. Yay, dude. They got seven. No. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see the member, but it is very, very uh, implied and very, you see, it's like a three minute scene. It's like kind of long. A three minute scene. <laughs> and it, it, it does like a sort of, um, I don't know, sort of like a French new wavy thing where it kind of like pulls back. And then it's like Ana de Armas's character, or she's like commenting on the scene. It's like a very meta thing where she's commenting on the scene that we're watching. Oh, while she's yeah. humming the president. Yeah. It's interesting. It does a lot of, yeah, this movie goes places for sure. It takes a lot of big swings. So I'm I love, a fan. I love a VO over, I love a V a BJ VO. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Randy, anything else? Uh, no, that's about it. The, I'll just say that I watched, I've been watching a lot of uh, stuff on YouTube, even though I've said, uh, recently that I were a long time, not a long time ago, months ago that I was not a YouTube head, but, for um, years. For many years, yeah, but uh, I've been watching a lot of comedy stuff and just want to say that I watched the stand-up special from Renan Hirschberg, um, Jokes from the Underground, filming out the Comedy Cellar in New York, and it was uh, definitely the funniest thing that I watched this week. I won't say it was the best thing, but um, yeah, it was great. I watched it last night. Who is this gentleman? He does a podcast about movies with, with Joe List. Oh, uh, Okay. He's in that New York, New York uh, crew with, you know, Sam Morrill and Mark Norman and all those guys. Have you gotten your Bodega Cat rye whiskey? No, mostly because I already have a uh, bottle of bourbon at the house, and I don't feel that for a single man living alone needs two bottles of whiskey. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's America, of course. Yeah. And it's different type of whiskey, Randy. Bourbon and rye are not the same thing. This is true. You know what? This movie and uh, Don't Worry, Darling, which I saw this week, also made me want to come home and drink a glass of whiskey, which I haven't yet. But yeah. So, Randy, drink more. You yeah. pussy. 
Uh, how bad is Don't Worry Darling? Just a heads up. It's fine. I don't know. I, Boring? It's definitely, Hacked? It's definitely... Uh, derivative. It's definitely derivative, yeah. And it doesn't do anything like too different or anything. You kind of see where it's going. Um, but I don't know. It's like it's made well and like... You know, there's there's money on the screen for sure, and Florence Pugh's really good. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm see scared. people... I don't agree with people that are, like, shitting on it and giving it one star, but I also don't think it's great either. Well, do you know... I think I know why they're doing that. It's because Olivia Wilde, uh, she's wilding out. She's out of pocket right now, son. Apparently, yeah. I haven't been you reading know. too much about it because yeah. I don't care about drama. Also, Team Sudeikis. <laughs> True. Although I don't care about any of this shit. I hope they all die. Now, uh, Randy, anything else? That's it? That's it. Russell John, the fisherman, I know that you had a, you had a connection with a, uh, a, a, a comic. Now, you said you're not a comedy fan, but you're familiar, and you had a maybe a slight connection with the film franchise Fletch. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen the second one Chevy, uh, before. Fletch Lives. Yeah. Can I tell you? That is my favorite one. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched the first. I, people don't, I love Fletch Lives. Fletch Lives is funny. I love it. It's, it's so silly. It is so unbelievable ridiculous. Um, but it's good. Here's the thing. Fletch was rebooted by Greg Motola and... John Ham. Now, I'm a big fan of John Ham as I think that we share very similar facial features. I just think that we look very close to one another. So, you know, that's why I like John Ham. That's a joke. He's very <laughs> handsome. Um this is a uh, book series um written by Randy will put the name in there Ben Post. <laughs> and um I think there's like 10 books in this series and apparently they've been trying to reboot this for a very long time, pretty much ever since I think the Chevy Chase movies. Um, Cause I know in the nineties they tried to reboot it. Uh, Kevin Smith was attached at one point. Um, oh, who else? Another huge star was attached. They've been trying to make this for a long time. So they finally made it. Uh, confess Fletch uh, from one of the books. They decided to do that, and they cast John Hamm as the Fletch character. Here's the thing: uh, as far as comedy goes, there's similarities between you know that sort of um, aloof, goofy, just super confident, cool guy. They're they're both doing that. However, Chevy Chase's mo is physical comedy, not so much with John Hamm. Um, so, you know, you're, you're missing out on that part of it. And I think that co- plus, you know, physical comedy, it just, um, it's just different now, but I really, really like what they did with this. It's got its own tone. It's fresh. However, I do think that they finally were able to reboot this series. Thanks to knives out. Oh, okay. That's what, that's my theory because of the success of knives out. It opened the door for Confess Fletch. It opened the door for that new gangster thing, English Sam Rockwell movie that I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that as well, but I also can't remember the title. Yeah. Also, Gregory McDonald is the author. Thank you so much. Yeah. 
uh, of the Fletch book series. So what's up with Fletch? Is he like a Bond character? Like a so he's a freelance journalist. Oh, okay. And he was in Italy uh, reporting on something. Uh, ran into a beautiful woman woman that he was reporting with, and uh, they 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 struck a kinship. All right, she fell for the old Fletcher Doodle, and then he they spent about a month together. He goes back to Boston in a Airbnb or or it was her place. I don't know something like that. It does get very confusing because they're doing like the whole detective noir thing, sort of. It's like a very Randy. It's more of a broad comedy version of Inherent Vice. I would nice. say. Um, you know, we, we kind of get that. Um, but honestly, it's just fun to be around John Hamm for, you know, an hour and a half. Um, I just like what he's doing here. Uh, it was light. It was fun. And, uh, it's everything I wanted. Kyle McLaughlin is in this. He is just a silly boy. (laughs) Um, he, he plays a nut in this. I, I love it. Um, who else? Oh, Lucy Punch. She's great. John Slatterly, his old running mate from Mad Men. He plays his sort of boss. Annie Mumolo is it? Oh, Eugene Merman plays a security guard. Just perfect. He he's perfect. He's just he's one of those annoying security guards. We all know. We all know the, the annoying security guards. And Eugene Merman's great. Roy Wood Jr.'s great. They hired a lot of comedians because they know how to make you laugh. Uh, I enjoy this. So the only thing I remember about Fletch Lives was that the protagonist was a loser, but also an asshole. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. He's just, um, well, Chevy Chase, he's, you know, you talk about physical comedy. He's got the face that he could be mean to you, but you could still like be like, okay, I can root for you. Cause clearly you suck and you don't know it. Everything, like, everything comes across as effortless one way or another whether it's good or bad, like he's on top of things and it's effortless. And then he can't do very simple things. Okay. Um, so it's like Columbo. If Columbo is actually really dumb or actually, <laughs> Fletch is actually highly intelligent, yeah. but he just plays it all very naturally okay. and very smooth. He's an uncharming. Bond. And but he charms his way into okay. situation. He charms his way in and charms his way out of situations. And he just knows how to work what he's got. And he's how, great. I thought the movie would have got more like, I don't know, press or so. I felt like it saw nothing. They, they just kind of, yeah, they didn't really push it, but uh, I, I hope it's doing okay. Also, who the fuck put Odd Robbery Plaza on the poster? She's not even in the movie. That is actually Eli Roth's ex wife. <laughs> uh, that is the young lady in Knock Knock. That straight up looks like who, who Plaza. starred in Knock Knock with yeah. Anna de Armas. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. And also saw that movie a few weeks ago. It's not good. I you know, haven't seen it. I am um, very prejudiced against pretty people. as Clearly, I don't remember anyone. Like, if they come in and they're like, oh, you're pretty. That's why you got Nine the Knock is like, only pretty people. Yeah, I know. That's Fuck why I'm like, that, I, dude. Yeah. I can't remember. Or even like, um, what's her name? Uh, that That I still get push notifications about. She was uh, famous for her trial with Johnny Depp. Amber Heard. <laughs> oh, I yes. couldn't remember her damn name. Like, you know, all the boys love Mandy Lane. I, I think that movie's incredible. No idea it was her. Mm. Like, it's, I'm just, I don't know. Amber Heard that. <laughs> also, that Sam Rockwell film is called See How They Run. 
See how they run. Russell Fisher's gonna take the run. He's gonna talk some movies and we're gonna have some fun. Man, I wish you went and watched the Fletch in the theater. I did. You did? The theater downstairs. <laughs> I know. No, no, no shame. I just, I'm curious, like, what kind of people turned up for it or if anybody did. Yeah, want to go? Let's go. Well, I did a thing. Um, I'm not going to talk about the film right now, but I went and watched a movie and I took a picture of the lineup that was showing at that time. And honestly, I had no idea. I thought the DC pet movie had been long gone, but it was showing. Then there was like bros present a different movie. Oh yeah. It was like, what the fuck is happening? I had, and then confess Fletch. And I'm like, well, that has to be wrong. That movie's not out yet. Well, they brought back Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't, I have no idea. I think with the Avatar's back. Wait, what? (laughs) Avatar's back. Avatar is back. The world's a vampire, dude. I thought the sun was glowing a little brighter. Um, anyway, the film. <laughs> Why do people like Avatar? <laughs> I don't know. No idea. Well, um, subtext, Clark, because it's, it's really about getting close to Mother Gaia. Randy, what's up with your boys, dude? And for capitalism, you know, <laughs> it's unattainium because really happiness cannot be bought. Is that what it is? I think because most people uh, can only be aroused when they see giant blue people. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I repel. When, when I think of Avatar, I think of um, our boy John Wilson's show and the most depressing episode where they go to that, like the AA, the Avatar Anonymous Club. Yeah. And they're all like depressed and lonely men. Um, Word. Honestly. I only think of the last airbender. All right, thanks, Randy. Shout uh, out! And I has a new trailer out. Oh my! Does God. he? He does. Yeah. What's I the new one? He's called. You uh, something else to do with a cabin or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I did see something adjacent to that. With a producer, knock at the cabin. Knock at the cabin. Oh, oh look at that poster. Bautista. (laughs) (laughs) While while vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. All right. Number one, a premise that we've all known before. The classic premise of a family (laughs) hostage and the apocalypse. But guess what? We got the added element of the old M. Night Shyamalan. I wonder what the twist will be. The twist. <laughs> That's you know what what a fucking lame way to talk about a film. Oh, the twist! It's probably going to be the world will end. It's in my Shamala. Yeah, but I feel like he's been doing. This is what it does. Nah, he's been doing anti-twist lately. Anti-twist is still a twist, like the beach. Yeah, like oh, um, well, I'm not going to get into spoiling movies. That anyway, uh, what Ron I- Weasley's in this movie. Oh my god, <laughs> you cut me off to mention that <laughs> Ron Weasley. Oh, is this a Harry Potter character? Okay. Rupert Grimt. Um Oh, he looks like uh what's that ugly pop star? <laughs> <laughs> Harry Styles? Hair no. He's Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Oh, God. <laughs> God, I see those is two. Is Harry Styles a pop star? No, he's in that movie. I don't know. When I see those two ginger trolls, I just uh <laughs> Oh, he does look like Ed Sheeran. God, he is not attractive. <laughs> well, then he's got to be talented. So, you know what? Oh, I'm he's very talented. Yeah. And also, a uh, big watch guy, Ed Sheeran. Uh, but I can talk shit on him because his first watch was a Hublot Big Bang. 
which is, dude, if your first watch is a Who Blow Big Bang, you're a fucking douche, dude. Who Blow Big you're Bang a theory? Douche, dude. You're a douche <laughs> if you get a Who Blow Big Bang. All right. Well, this week, um, uh, I invited over the aforementioned uh, Justin Coot, our third chair. We're hanging out all the time now because of Barbarian. And he, um, we used to, back in the day, just have random bootlegs that he would bring over in a backpack and we would pick one randomly from the bootleg guy from, uh, I think, no, this is from a website. I think he found it online from like granny's DVDs.com or something. Um, also I do not recommend you buy something from that. If you actually Google it anyway, he put out a couple movies. Um, the one we ended up picking was campfire tales, mostly because Clark wanted to watch it, even though he left and didn't watch the movie with us. I had to take a very important business call. (laughs) Yeah, I believe he was getting fired as we were watching this movie. Incorrect, I already have. So uh, we threw it on. Basically, we had made the choice because the uh, box art was just pushing, screaming. I don't. I know what you did last summer. It's got that iconic. Here are the faces of all the stars we want you to um, check out with a silhouette of a killer. Yet, oddly enough, this movie is an anthology film that is kind of like recapping stories that were already covered in urban legend. So it's a really weird film to be marketed at uh, uh, the late nineties. I believe this one was 97. Um, so this is Ron Livingston before office space. Yeah. Oh, James Marsden's a little baby. Yeah. Amy smart. Uh, Christine Taylor. Where's Amy smart doing? I like Amy. Smart. I don't know. And Here's the thing. This is one of those movies where if you're of my age, if you're born in the 80s, you probably watched this film somehow if you're a horror fan. And it's one that you throw on and you're like, oh, dude, I think I've seen this. And it might be because it's just kind of painfully unoriginal or it's because you probably did watch it. If you were renting a lot of movies, um, you probably came across this one. Originally, this was going to have a theatrical release in the U.S. It never happened oh. and it went straight to video um it was released in australia and like european countries but other than that where it is the biggest movie of all time yeah, yeah right honestly it's probably helped the film because if you go on imdb it gives it a six other rating you know imdb is where the trolls hibernate they hang out there and they watch movies and they just rate everything one so yeah this one's floating at a 5.8 i'm gonna go ahead and tell you if you haven't watched it and you're not feeling particularly nostalgic, you don't have to. Um, there are some really odd choices in these uh, shorts, and there's a really everything is fucking just telegraphed. Like you, you know what's going to happen, but you know what? It was still kind of fun to run through it. Um, it would have been a lot more fun. Okay, I should be honest. Granny's DVD or wherever the hell Justin got this thing. Yeah, they did a a bad job. Poor quality. (laughs) No, I think the frame rate was fucked up. So even though it looked beautiful and the audio was very clear, they didn't want to team up and present the film properly. So when we watched the film, the, the actual visuals were moving faster than the audio. So about every 30 seconds, I would have to rewind just a beat and then play again. And, or else we would have shotgun blasts that were telegraphed by the audio before the actual gun or, you know, screams. It, dude, it was brutal. <laughs> it, it was rough. It was so bad that halfway through, I actually was like, should we just turn this off and watch the monsters? We didn't <laughs> do it, though. 
Um, we went through it and uh, I don't know if it was really worth it. So yeah, I don't know. Campfire Tales. I don't even think it's available out here. Um, Wait, is the monsters out? It is out. Oh, and people do not man. like it. Really? Um, I yeah, but I mean, I've course. missed all the monsters talk. Is there a lot of monsters chatter? Not really. I haven't seen any monsters. I mean, chatter. there's nothing that's really exciting. People either, you know, when you come to a Rob Zombie film, you already got your team. It's kind of like politics. Are you having a monster? What ideology are you a part of? Oh, we were talking about it. And when Terrell came over this week, he was talking about watching it too. It's kind of up in the air, but I think everybody understands if we don't watch that as a group, it's not going to be fun. So here's my thing. I want to know, did he do the score for it? Did he cover the song, the theme? Who did the theme? I don't know, but I can it's tell you. It's a good thing. Campfire Tales ended with a cover of a. Uh, oh my God! What was it, Oksana? What was the What was the movie? It, damn it, Randy! You would have hated it. It was some like. Oh, it was the Monster Mash. I don't know. It's okay, so Campfire Tales, late nineties, post Scream slasher, right? Well, no, it's not. That's what it's marketed as. The first, the first uh, short has a werewolf in it. Hell yeah. Like, what the fuck are we doing? But the urban legend they're telling is the one with the uh, the hook dragging across the top of a van. Sure. I don't know why, but a werewolf hung up a dude and his wedding ring was scraping across the top. And it's like, what are we doing? You ruined the urban legend and you introduced a werewolf. You kind of fucking crowbarred in a werewolf. Did the werewolves look cool? Though? That's no. And it was a lot of cutaway. Actually, there was a cool throat slit <laughs> in the movie highlight that's always a good thing to tell your friends but yeah it ended with the cover of fucking monster mash by whom um i'm trying i'm stalling right now to try o-town the end credits feature a cover of the 1962 song monster mash by the female fronted punk rock band bobsled their (laughs) their cover hasn't been released elsewhere and by the time the film came out the band had already broken up (laughs) you should have played the nick weiger version Oh, God. Leo Carpazzi. A dude. The monster fuck. It's not a Halloween movie, and there's one werewolf who's illfully used. Actually, that short is the worst one. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess if you are feeling very nostalgic, there is a scene where a woman is dancing next to her large, her very large compact disc player, which did give me a little, uh, it made me feel a little uh, nostalgic, but skip this one. Um, How many stars? Uh, I don't know, three. How many s'mores? Campfire Tales. Honestly, what ruined it was I. the more we started getting into the movie, the more I remembered. To where the last one I predicted. Ooh, like a trauma. Yeah, kind of. PTSD. All right. um, the other one, the other movie that I would like to talk about today is another nostalgia piece for me. Oh, God. Imagine uh, that. This one took a trip uh, to the theater, though. And I'll tell you, the fucking thing, it felt like we were in a movie. Um. You know, I think it will service the tale I'm about to spin for you better if I tell you the name of the film. Jeepers Creepers Reborn. All right. We'll see you next week. Now, pedophile free. And, uh, dude. Pedophile. So this one came out. Nobody cares now. I, the last one, when three came out, everybody was up there trying to get their picket fence out. And they were all on their soapbox, preaching to the choir and whatever. He's gone. Now nobody cares at all. We went to the theater. Excited to watch anything. Actually, we were supposed to record with Sam Barlow that day, so we actually had to cancel it. But then we had to move that interview, so it opened back up, and I was very excited. And um, we get in there. 
the theater is fucking packed and everybody in there is a character. There was a dude wearing a mayhem shirt, hanging out with the juggalo. They were all Latin too. <laughs> so they were kind of intimidating anyway. <laughs> they looked like the type of dudes who would buy a bunch of beer and then call cause a ruckus throughout the movie, which a uh, spoiler alert, I guess Chekhov's gang. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Anyway, we had the Hills have eyes showed up a bunch of inbreds who just parked their trailer out front. So it looked like uh, an event that Joe Bob Briggs was about to speak. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It, it was strange. And while we were in the lobby, you know, being the awful people, you know, we're the cast of Seinfeld. We're just riffing on this crowd. We're like, what is going on today? Well, what was going on was there's a new Jeepers Creepers movie as we followed everybody we had been roasting into that theater, which was packed. Yeah, what else? What did you think? I don't, I was like, what the fuck? What is happening? And the thing is, the theater we were going to was very far away. Was it a small theater? Uh, it was medium. Mm. It was a medium one in the back. And I kept hoping, oh, they're going to turn off here. They're going to go watch Fletch. No. Hell no. Spoiler, nobody was watching Fletch. Nobody was watching (laughs) Fletch, dude. They're going to go watch Bros. No, but Bros was in a huge room. And it wasn't even the Bros movie. What was happening? It was Bros Presents. Yeah, something. something. Who cares? We got in that theater, and man, we're just like, why are there so many people here? I had a single dude next to me who looks like he just, you know, gets panties out of a vending machine. (laughs) It was yeah, weird. I showed up later. <laughs> and so a late group of goth girls comes in and uh, guess what? The like the loiterers with the beard and the mayhem shirt and the juggalo shirt. Uh, they were in their seats. So this sparked a big commotion as they decided what seats they were just going to pop into next. But, you know, across the room. The yelling, dudes. Yeah. All three of them. There's like, hey, 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 down here. So they all moved down to the front. Then I guess it's the first time they've ever been to a theater. And they're like, oh, these seats suck. So they all got up, went back up to the top. We're just like, what is happening? Then, you know, I'm, I'm going to get into this movie because if you're like me and you like a train wreck, if you can't help a pull Amy over, Schumer. Yeah. If you can't help a pull over and just watch a car on fire with the family screaming inside, then you might be into this movie. But if you like to avoid bad things or if you're one of those people like, well, I can't get that hour and a half back. Skip it. I'll just save you it right now. Just don't watch it. But if you like a rehash of the first film that lasts what feels like a half hour <laughs> starring D. Wallace and another dude who you're like, I think I've seen him in a movie before, except it's not interesting. Uh, watch a Jeepers Creepers Reborn, because I'm not joking. D. Wallace and another old dude are just driving and it's like, wait, we're just doing the Justin Long thing. D. Again? Wallace is in this only in the beginning. And I'll t- it's them. They're literally doing the part where it's, you know, they drive by and they see a, a uh, dude who looks like he's a streaker or he's going to flash somebody in a mall dumping what looks like a body in a hole. Yeah, that happens. They're like, oh, but it's old people. And they're like, oh, what should we do? I don't know. And then the truck shows up and they're like, oh, no, is that beating you? Oh, man, I get points because I do this stupid game that nobody plays anymore because we have phones now. We don't look at license plates. And they're like, I think it's be eating you. And it's almost like PTSD all over again. Two movies this week. They're like, wait, we're doing this again, but it's not engaging. There's no charisma. And it lasted 20 minutes. And it ended right where the original movie got good when they're looking down the hole. Except in this one, we zoom out. And it turns out there's a dude who's watching this on his phone in the car. 
And he goes, oh, man, this is cool. And his girlfriend's like, you're watching that again? That's all you ever watch. He's like, dude, the creeper is the coolest cryptid ever. He might be real because we're going to Horror Hound Weekend where the creeper lives. Now, Horror Hound, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with this, (laughs) but they're branded all over this movie. And we're on this road trip with a new couple now. They're young, pretty people. We have a black gentleman and a white girl, if you're into that. That's exciting. Yeah. Anyway, they go to a hotel, and he's got a big surprise. Actually, I'm. I bet he does. He's going to propose. Of course, he is. And she with his penis. Uh, we learn when she calls her gay friend, who's lost in the woods somehow. Love it. He's like, I gotta pee, and he goes out there, and uh, that's it. Exit stage left. We never see him again. Um, we learn that she's pregnant, so they they're both carrying something. The <sighs> audience is aware, but they are not. So when they get to the hotel, there's, oh man, it's tense. We're like, who's going to say what? And he's like, I got a surprise for you. So he goes to the car and he comes back with a large chest. And he's like, guess what? Open it up. And at this point, you're like, oh my God, did he kill somebody? Has he been dating and impregnating girls and keeping the fetuses? Is he a stem cell researcher? Wow. No, he's got five different costumes because she's going to cosplay. Cut to a weird montage of her dressing up like Harley Quinn. Uh, who's the wh- who? What was Jennifer Fox's name in that movie? Jennifer, all right. Jennifer's body. Oh, Jennifer Fox. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> Megan Fox. Yeah, Megan Fox <laughs> in Jennifer's body. I don't know. She's doing something from that. She dress. What were the other terrible characters? She, slutty Freddy Krueger. Slutty Freddy Krueger. Slutty um, Freddy Krueger. It's so weird. The scene provided nothing for narration or story, but it was kind of like comical i don't know a bird flew into a window when she was taking a shower no i think she was on the toilet she was and then he runs in there like what's wrong the movie's fucking weird then we get to the horror hound weekend everybody's in costume we see pennywise five times it's we're like what are we doing in this movie they go they go to play a game of throw the tooth shuriken into a stuffed dummy what and they get a bunch of exposition from the guy running the booth. Then there's a rave that they're giving away a <laughs> a uh, unique experience to the haunted house where the creeper used to live. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. When the creeper shows up, he's literally being reborn out of a barn. He's crawling out in primordial ooze like a baby would. What the hell did he crawl out of? A, a barn door. This movie is a fucking shit show also there's a lot of cg in here that is comical how did it play uh honestly uh besides us laughing <laughs> i didn't hear a lot uh, other, Damn, other really? than like other than like bickering yeah it didn't really this, like bombed in a full theater i don't know if it bombed i don't know if this crowd had a brain cell that they could rub together to like figure out what was happening on screen but it dude nothing in this movie was satisfying i although i <laughs> There was a moment where they uh, load into a van and they're driving to the haunted house. There's a like influencer esque character. She's this Asian girl with like blonde hair. She's very pretty, very shallow, right? She's like, "Oh my god, interesting!" And it it was so <laughs> flat. It was so poorly written that I don't know, man. This movie it was kind of fun to watch. I it only showed three days, so if you didn't see it, you missed it. Everybody's been asking, what did you think? I don't know. I had fun. I think a lot of people felt bad for it. I saw on Letterboxd, people were like, I want to give this half a star, but 
I feel bad because I like the first two. So they're like bumping it up to one. I I don't understand that. I um, there's a uh, weather main. Is it a weather main or a weather vane? What do you put on the roof? It's your main vane. Uh, whatever that thing is. <laughs> at one point, one rips off, and it's almost like frames in the film skipped as the CG and the green screen failed to uh, imitate real life. It was like out of focus the entire time. Yeah, I. I don't know. This movie's a fucking train wreck. So I actually kind of enjoyed it. I so what did you give it out of five? Um, I probably maybe three, two and a half, three. Cause it was okay. like, it wasn't, it was like badly written. Like that character, the first one that dies, they never even mention him again. And he does show up. I, I didn't even realize it was him. Yeah. Same here. Cause <laughs> yeah, he's like a body on the screen. He's stapled to the ceiling or something. Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So well, three? did Lionel Richie staple him up there when he was walking? <laughs> oh my god. Dude, this movie you would have actually I write jokes that are in the mainstream. I think you would have dug it if you saw it in the theater. I but don't now, watch pedophile movies. Oh. Uh I thought you liked Francis Ford Coppola. Right, I'm back in. He's the one. <laughs> don't who, uh, come in here with your Coppola <laughs> stuff. Do not uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. We protect Francis Ford on oh, this there show. There you go. Just yeah. like you protected the original director of Jeepers Creepers and Look, Powder. Hey, hey, and- that's a friend. <laughs> okay. He's no goddamn rat. The, from what little I've heard, he abused that man more than the one who put his wiener in his mouth. Protect your <laughs> friends. He had to do ADR. He had to do pickup audio. And the in Francis Ford Coppola's house, where he would constantly pop in there and be like, you're never working in this industry again. These reports are <laughs> unfounded. And uh, apparent. Yeah, but I mean, who cares? I think, uh, I think I'm going to go two and a half on this one. Oh, my God. I'm sorry I ruined it for you. <laughs> I mean, it was so it was like. I guess, I don't know if they started it before lockdown, but lockdown happened while this was being made. And I feel like it's almost like an excuse for it to just like look badly made. Because we've seen a lot of lockdown movies that looked, that didn't look bad. And this one just like, I don't know, it had this weird hazy filter over the whole background. Well, half the movie was green screen. Fletch Fletch was a lockdown movie. The thing is, a lot of lockdown movies, you know, they used what they could. And they didn't have a lot of locations. This one had horror hound. You know what they used? (laughs) Glue and tempera paint. (laughs) And rebar. I wish he would post the shit he makes with all that stuff somewhere. Oh, he's making dildos and stuff. You got to watch David Lynch's The Art Life documentary. Came out like six years ago. (laughs) (laughs) We see the man enough. I ain't watching no documentary. Anyway, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, if you're a slasher fan and you love franchise horror, yeah, don't watch it. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to watch it. All right, babe. Anything else? Nah. Okay. Oksana, anything else? Or did we, did we blow our load of the announcements already? Yeah, they were all up top. Coming in here. <laughs> Different rules. Just because just you're bringing another player into the lineup doesn't mean that we don't have standards and practices. We've always done the announcements. We need an HR department. Randy, Russell one up. (laughs) That was a confusing way to say that. (laughs) I feel like Randy is our HR department. 
Nah, not qualified for that. No, but you have the demeanor of HR. <laughs> you Boring? do. Get, you limit your uh, bottles. That's very HR of you. Limit your bottles. Limit my bottles? Oh, yes. oh, alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. All right. Uh, episode on Thursday. We're recording that tomorrow. So hopefully everything goes swimmingly. So we'll see you. On Thursday, um, I know that the there is a, a virtual edition of Fantastic Fest. They're selling badges. I am thinking about doing that as I have nothing else going on. So I think next week um, uh, we'll have at least a few uh, Fantastic Films to talk about as uh, that festival will still be running. So I think for the next couple weeks, let me talk about that. As, uh, there's a lot on there. Oh, also, Russell, I haven't told you this, but... Um, if I buy the badge, then I also looked up the entire lineup that is available um, through the online festival. It took me about an hour and a half uh, to get everything, and I, I found 17 movies that I think are of I'm interested in. Oh, red. Yeah. So, How much is the badge? $500? It's 200 bucks. Oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's really not. That's why I want to do a cost analysis uh, with each film at fifteen dollars. Uh, do we have that? I didn't do that math because I was on marijuana and it was also a football day, so I had a lot of things going on. Okay, so let's say fifteen or twenty bucks. We well, should say twenty or fifteen. Let's say fifteen times seventeen, two hundred fifty-five. All right, I'm saving fifty-five dollars. Actually, it's a pretty reasonable price. All right, yeah. what are you going to do, uh, Randy Michael? Anything else? Uh, no, you probably won't uh, hear from me next week, depending on uh, when the episode is recorded, as I will be in Boston again this weekend. Uh, I did start rewatching uh, Frederick Wiseman's City Hall because uh, it's a great movie documentary and uh, Boston is a great town. Yeah, you need to do more Boston stuff, dude. Go to Sam Adams. It's in uh, Jamaica Plains. Is that what they call it? Or is that okay? I went through there. I don't think I went to Sam Adams, but um, I did go to Salem last time. I didn't even mention that. Oh, Randy's burning witches. It was cool. Uh, yeah, it's very. I, I assume it's Halloweeny all the time there, just like a Halloween town. But uh, sure, it's a witch. Yeah, it was cool. It was nice. All right, well, you know about that. Witches get stitches. I got nothing else. Russ, take us home. Uh, we'll see you with Lisa Wilcox on the fourth of the. I don't know. All right, we're gonna redo it. Randy, take us away. <laughs> Victory. That's oh your drop? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.